Hi guys, welcome back to my Salvation Diary. And if this is your first time listening in, you are very much welcome. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about God's will for our lives or God's plans for our lives. And as Christians, we want God's will to be done. We pray, you know, God let your will be done in our lives. Um, This is something that as a Christian you want because we do believe that God has the best plan for us or the right plan for us. And this is true. God's plans um, will always be better than our plans. His plans will always supersede anything that we can ever think of or imagine. Um, But the one thing I've come to realize as a Christian is that God's will for us or God's plan for us um, might not always be the safest place to be or um, it might not always be the nicest or the easiest place to be but it is the best place to be Um, and I say that it's not always the safest place to be because um, we see this in the Bible throughout the Bible Uh, take for example um, the Apostles each and every one of them except John um, died fighting for Christianity and fighting for the faith Um, And you would say that, oh, you know, these people are, you know, disciples of God. And why did they have to suffer the way that they had suffered so much for Christianity to be preached? Um, For for us to have the privilege that we have today to boldly um, come out and say that we're Christians. Um, Couldn't God just, you know, I don't know, wave a magic wand or something or prevent them from going through that pain? And we see it in even Jesus himself. Why did he have to die for us, you know? Um, Couldn't he have just done something else or things like that? But the thing is, those things were necessary for God's plans to be fulfilled. And it's the same thing with our lives. Um, For God's plan to be fulfilled, sometimes we do have to go through some, you know, hurtful stages. Simply because those stages build character. If you, for example, studied fashion design in school, um, you can't just walk into an architectural company and submit your resume and they'll give you a job. No, that's because you did not study for that position. It's the same thing with life. Our struggles and our trials and things that we go through help build character in us they help build the character they help prepare us for the future that god has for us they also help us to rely or be more dependent on god because i feel like sometimes as human beings we think we tend to just think um oh uh, oh this is it like you know we can do whatever or or even as christians like if we've been um been saved for a decent amount of time we can think sometimes that oh you know okay i've been doing this for a while i'm good now you know like it's it's all good but at the end of the day that's not it life is we're continuously learning continuously being molded and shaped to become like christ and as christians or as or even um you know unbelievers we never have anything figured out and god is always trying to teach us and always trying to mold us and sometimes we do sometimes it is out of our disobedience that we go through certain things but sometimes those trials those temptations those things that we go through are very very necessary for us to um you know to build the character that god um god wants to see in us or the the character that we would need for the next stage the character that we would need to be um you know better students or better uh, people at our jobs to be better husbands to be better wives to be better single people that character that we need god you know needs to use those situations those positions um 
to shape us, to mold us. Those um, circumstances are God's will for our lives. It's not his will that, you know, we would hurt or go through um, horrible things, but it is will to build character for us. And if if um you know putting us in a trying time or a trying position is necessary to build the character that he needs from us then he will do it because at the end of the day that, that's what parents do for their children parents who genuinely truly love their children will not shield them from pain if that pain is going to make them better for example like take um you know african homes or not even just african home cultures cultured homes in general um uh the uh the culture of beating children is is it's you know it's rampant it's everywhere um obviously not in a sense of abuse but obviously when a child does something you scold them you correct them you you know you flog them and initially it could seem very horrible to us as children you know wondering why our parents are putting us through that pain but as we get older we understand why because we understand why um you know our parents had to put us through that situation because we had to learn and the only way that we would have learned is if we you know understood that what we did wasn't right in retrospect we would never especially as young children we can never really understand gravity of our actions so sometimes when we do things and um, we just think oh i just did this it's not a big deal or it's a bad thing but you don't really understand how bad it is or what it's affecting or how it affects people or how it could even affect your own life you know and as a child even if somebody took you and explained it to you you'll never really understand because your mind is so small your mind is narrow you know but when your parents you know reprimand you for doing things that are not right even though you don't understand the full gist, you just understand that this thing is bad and I shouldn't do it again. So you desist from doing it. That helps to build character. As you grow up and you start to understand life, you then understand why your parents did what they did back then. And then you're even more appreciative for them doing what they did because, you know, they prevented you from, um, you know, harming yourself or harming other people or doing things that you would regret, you know? So that's the same thing with God. We don't see the future. We don't know the future we don't understand the future all we know is we want to move from point a to point b we want to do this we want to do that but we don't really understand in retrospect god's plan for our lives where he's taking us um where he's bringing us from we just know that point a point b you know we just we have our own plans you know but in retrospect god has his plan as well and every single thing is is intertwined together so every single detail to god is very very important so him putting us through certain things is his will for our lives it's not it it might not be the coziest easiest place to be it might not be the safest place to be um but it will definitely be the best place to be because the truth is you will never get anything better than outside god's will for example we take um you know the disciples if they had chosen to um to not i guess continue the faith because of persecution that they were going through back in the day um you know they would be unsaved and unfortunately they would have gone to hell but by god's grace they were able to stay in his will understanding that you know this is the cross that they had to bear as early christians that they had to bear the persecution as early christians for us today to be able to come out and say that we're christians and be bold about it because 
if these disciples hadn't gone through all the things that they went through, the truth is most of us as Christians will not be where we are today. They didn't understand the plan. They couldn't see the future. But all they knew is that Jesus was king. He was a savior. They trusted him and they trusted in his plan. They didn't understand why they were being persecuted. Well, they did understand why they were being persecuted. But, you know, it could have happened differently. What if it, you know, it happened better? But they trusted in God, you know, and they trusted that his ways were not their ways. They trusted that his plans, you know, were better than their plans. And even though they went through persecution and went through horrible deaths, at the end of the day, we're enjoying, you know, the fruit of their labor today as modern day Christians. So I'm going to actually take another example from the book of Ezekiel. Um, and I'm going to be reading from Ezekiel 24. Um, verse 15 to 18 um, and this is the new living translation um the death of ezekiel's wife then the message came to me from the lord son of man with one blow i will take away your dearest treasure yet you must not show any sorrow at her death do not weep let there be no tears groan silently but let there be no wailing at her grave do not uncover your head or shake off your sandals. Do not perform the usual rituals of mourning or accept any food brought to you by consoling friends. So I proclaimed this to the people the next morning and in the evening, my wife died. So in this passage, we see God um, telling Ezekiel that he's going to kill his wife and telling him how exactly he should act you know, after his wife dies and how Ezekiel should mourn his wife. So basically he's telling Ezekiel not to show any form of sorrow, any form of, or any sign of pain, simply because God wants to use, um, this situation to illustrate to Israel, um, you know, the pain to come that, um, basically, cause if we go through, um, chapter 18, sorry, verse 18, into the other verses, we can see, um, you know, Ezekiel telling the people of Israel how, you know, the same way his wife died and he was unable to, um, unable to mourn his wife properly. It is the same calamity that will come upon Israel. And, you know, they would be, they would be too shaken, um, too afraid, too scared, too shocked to even be able to properly mourn their losses. So God you know, was using this situation um, in Ezekiel's life or caused this situation in Ezekiel's life to happen so that it can illustrate to the Israelites the coming calamity. Now, God could have just, you know, told Ezekiel to give them a message without having to kill his wife, you know, or without having to cause his wife to die and, and cause him to go through all of this pain and all of this hassle. But God had to do that. Ezekiel could have just said, oh, you know what, God, I'm not about this life. But God needed, he needed um, an illustration. He needed to show to his people how powerful he was. And that was God's plan for Ezekiel's life. Nobody wants to lose their spouse. You know, he's probably been with this woman for a good number of years. He loves her. She is his best friend. He doesn't want to lose her. But that is God's plan for his life. And he submitted to that plan. And even though it wasn't the um, safest place to be, or it wasn't the easiest or the most comfortable place to be, Ezekiel still submitted to God's plan for his life because in retrospect, that plan was good and it was going to bring, you know, Israel to an expected end 
and God needed to illustrate to Israel what was going to happen in the coming days to them as a city. Without um, Ezekiel uh, submitting to God's plan, Israel would never have gotten the full message or understood things the way that God would have wanted them to understand things. You know, I also want to quickly move into Hosea, um, Hosea chapter 1 verse 2. This is also from the New Living Translation as well. Um, when the Lord first began to speak to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, go and marry a prostitute so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. Now we can see in Hosea chapter 1 verse 2 how God tells Hosea to go and marry a prostitute. I'm pretty sure he wasn't looking for a wife at the time. But God needed to use his situation to illustrate to Israel so that they can see how far that um, they had fallen away. So that they can see how far that they had fallen away from God and you know the God who loved them, the God who brought them out of Egypt. This was not the most favorable plan for Hosea. But in the end, it worked out because at the end of the day, God, God's plans always work out for good. So we can see in this um, in this verse, chapter um, Hosea chapter one verse two, um, that God used the situation. God told Hosea basically to go and marry a prostitute, and He used the situation to show Israel how far they had fallen short. Was that the most convenient thing for Hosea to do? Hell no, it wasn't. He didn't want to marry a prostitute. Heck, he didn't. He may not have even wanted to get married at the time to begin with, but God had told him to go and marry a prostitute to illustrate to Israel how they have acted like prostitutes by turning against God and worshiping other gods. God needed Israel to see the gravity of their actions and so that it can pull them to repentance. But he knew that without that illustration, without that um, example, they would not be able to truly, truly see the gravity of their actions. Because if you have read the Old Testament, you can see that the Israelites were very, very stubborn people. Like you and I, very stubborn, very disobedient, always turning away from God. And God really needed to, to, um, you know, to illustrate or to help them see how far that they had truly fallen short of, um, you know, of their ways and of, of where God wanted them to be. Now, if we go further into Hosea, um, we can see in Hosea 3 verse 1, when God then said to him, to go and love his wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and have lo- and love to worship them. So basically we see in Hosea um, chapter 3 verse 1, how God is now telling him to go back, you know, and to fall in love with his wife again and to be with her. And this will help illustrate how God still loves Israel. It's the same thing we can apply to our daily lives right now. God still loves us, even though we're in sin, even though the world is the way it is. You know, God still shows us love and he shows us mercy and he shows us grace. But the truth is, even us today, after Jesus Christ has died for us and everything, it's very hard for us to believe you know, that God truly loves us and cares about us. So just imagine the people, um, you know, in the Old Testament, the Israelites in the Old Testament, you know, after they've sinned and they've fallen so far away from God's glory, you know, 
God is still telling them that, yo, I love you. I'm here for you. All you need to do is repent. All you need to do is turn back to me. But clearly, they didn't understand that they weren't believing of that. So God had to use the situation to, um, you know, to illustrate to them that, you know, you have fallen short. You have done this. You have done that. These are the errors of your ways. But now come back to me because I still love you. I'm here for you. I want to be your God, you know. So God had to really use, even though this was not the most favorable situation for Hosea, he had to use this. It was part of God's plan to use the situation to get his message up across to Israel. So we can see throughout the Bible, and I'm sure there's so many other instances where God's plan um, wasn't the most favorable, you know, but at the end of the day, it worked out for good. God's plan always works out for good. Even the bad things that we go through in life as Christians, they will always work out for good. They will always work out for the good of those who love him. So as Christians, all we need to do is trust God. Towards the end of 2019 into 2020, God had just been telling me, trust me, trust me, trust me. And there's so many things in my life that have happened moving into 2020 that have caused me to really um, just take a step back from myself and really just um, learn to trust God and trust trust the plan that he had for me and as he was cultivating that character in me um earlier in the year you know this whole covid19 thing broke out and you know now that everyone is is in such a panic and and such um you know everyone is just in panic everyone is afraid you know i've really you know i I bless and i really thank god um that i have been able to to um build a level of trust where i just trust him and i'm at peace with him but you see it wasn't always so easy for me it wasn't always so easy for me to be so trusting of god um i had actually gotten to a point in you know my situation where i was extremely tired and all i wanted to do was give up you know and i was just like oh why things not moving as fast as you know they should and i want this to happen and i want that to happen and i want this to happen at this time and i had so many plans i had so many things that i wanted to do and i was honestly just ready to give up and throw in the towel but i remember god just reminding me to trust him um helping me to understand that what i'm going through now is very very necessary and essential for my future and that i can't skip the process you know because at times I really just want to skip the process and move along you know i just want to skip the process and get to the next stage of life but god really had to remind me that the stage of my life that i'm at right now you know is very very crucial very essential to my growth and to my future and to everything that i want to achieve in the future and that i can't skip the process or else i actually won't be able to achieve the things that i want to achieve and even if i do i wouldn't be able to sustain it or my character would not be able to sustain it because I haven't gone through the refining process that would allow me to, um, you know, attain or sustain um, where I intend to get to in life. And I also want to encourage anyone out there, you know, you're scared about this whole COVID-19 case. God is involved, you know. It's not easy. It's not the most favorable place for us right now. It's not seeming like the most comfortable or the most favorable place to be in but this is god's plan 
and I believe that this plan is going to lead to a greater purpose and we just need to trust God. Maybe God is using this um, to draw you closer to him because a lot of us are in self-isolation now. We're just in our houses, you know. Um, Some people are working from home and doing other things, but some people don't have the opportunity to work from home, so they're just at home doing nothing. Um, You know, just don't be idle, you know. This might be the time to get closer to God, to practice that morning routine, um, daily routine that you've always wanted to start but never really got to it um this might be the time to to um really build on that idea that you know god has really been speaking to you about this might be the time to reach out honestly i believe that in this time god is really calling the church to accountability um not just in a sense where because you know we see each other on sundays and and wednesdays and doing ministry and all these other things where we're always so involved um with our lives but do we really call each other do we really text each other are we really there for each other are we really in each other's lives or are we just waiting for the next service or for the next um you know, thing that we have to do in ministry where we get to meet those people. So, you know, even as a church, um, God might be using this COVID-19 situation to call us, um, you know, to, to really get into a deeper depth of, you know, love and accountability for each other, checking up on each other, um, you know, just loving each other on, on a one-on-one basis, even though we might not be physically there, but being mentally and emotionally there for our people. Um, I do believe that there is, um, there's going to be good coming out of this because god god is not he's not a user of man he's not wicked you know his plans for us are of god to bring us to an expected end you know it says in jeremiah for i know the plans that i have for you says the lord plans of good and not of disaster to give you a future and a hope this is not a wicked god you know his plan is not to wipe us out but to call us to repentance however as human beings we are very very disobedient people we can see it throughout the bible we can see it in our everyday lives right now we are very extremely disobedient people and sometimes god really just needs to do something big to get our attention and maybe this is the big thing Maybe this is that one big thing that God is using to get our attention, not even just as a nation, but as, you know, internationally, because it's in different countries as well. God is really just trying to draw the world closer to him. He's trying to put us in a place of, you know, helplessness where we know that, you know, there's no cure for the drug. There's no help. There's nothing but to turn to God. You know, maybe that's really what he's trying to say. He might be giving you time to really just cultivate the right habits um, to, to, to be isolated so that you can get into um, prayer with him. You know, really build that relationship to him with him. He might be using the panic, the situation all around to cultivate the right habits, like I said earlier. So it really depends on how you look at it. But at the end of the day, the only way that you're truly going to ride out the storm is if you are close to God. So I just really wanted to encourage anyone out there. Like, I understand as a Christian that God's plan for our lives sometimes can be very scary. You know, because God is involved does not mean it to be easy. You know, because God is involved does not mean it will be, you know rainbows and sunshines but he is involved and he's definitely going to get you through whatever you're going through he's going to get the world through this whole covid19 situation just have faith believe and trust in him because he will never give you more than what you can carry 
He will never give you more than what you can carry. He will never give you a burden more than what you can bear. So understand that he's building character. That if he gives you anything too that you that you feel is too big or too strong, it's not because it's too big or too strong. It's because you have looked at yourself in such a small-minded way, and that is why you feel like it's too big. But God understands that you can carry it. You can execute it. You know, he understands that you can ride out the storm. He understands that you are bigger than the storm. You are bigger than the temptation. You are bigger than the fear. You are bigger than the anxiety. You know, but the devil just wants to make you feel and look so small and see, oh, where is God? Where is God? But he has given you the ability. He has given you everything that you need. And he is also with you as you go through the storm. Every step of the way. The only thing we need to do as Christians, you know, is just to trust God. So I really, really just wanted to encourage everyone out there, you know, just to trust God, trust him, you know, trust him, trust that he's building character, trust that he's building strength, resilience, trust that he's making you a better person, trust that he's drawing you closer to him because his plans for you are not of disaster, but they will bring you a future and a hope. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you in my next podcast.